Hi, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily, from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, this is for Season 11, Episode 21. We've got just three episodes left after this one, of course. Uh, Outpost 22. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I really like this episode i thought it was it was uh decent it's interesting the amount of world building they're still doing even three episodes before the end of the series the yeah <laughs> you know they're, they're sort of um you know we've seen the train now which you know was introduced last week or mentioned last week and we've we've we're seeing this sort of expanding you know wider world of how far the commonwealth actually spreads it's not just this one location which is kind of interesting which we sort of knew and we knew that they had connections to other things but um i do wonder whether we're going to get the sort of connection to the wider camps that we've seen like the one that took rick and the stuff that we saw in uh well beyond whether that's going to crop up at some point before the end of this season as well because mm. you know they have this train that goes across the country and uh all that sort of yeah so um yeah it's it's sort of interesting just to see how much they're building stuff up right now um there's a, a lot of decent sort of interesting stuff we've got some good zombie bits and pieces with that with the around the train um we've got people definitely in jeopardy this season uh you know this episode um things not maybe looking so great for annie right now i think um having been separated from negan and we know she may or may not appear in the spin-off so um that's going to be interesting to see where she ends up because that's a character you could certainly kill off i mean there'd be consequences to that but that would be a sort of interesting one you know we don't know she's one of the ones that we know although negan's in a spin-off we don't know she is so there's that um yeah it's it's sort of uh yeah overall kind of an interesting thing i mean it's one of those things that it's, it's a sort of old trope of you've got this this seemingly i wouldn't say utopian society but you've got this seemingly sort of relatively normal society but there is this dark underbelly to it. And I mean, that's a story that's been around for years where, where you know, you've got people that are living almost above ground, which are, are, are sort of living happy and they have this lovely, wonderful life. But there is this dark side to it as well, which are the people that are kind of being forced labour workers. Um, and 
this it shouldn't really be a huge shock that this is also the thing that's happening here as well you know mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's sort of interesting to see that and uh yeah it seems like there is a revolution in the air which could be quite good fun mm -hmm. yeah i thought this was a good episode of a good but quirky episode um there's there's one there's a couple of moments that just stood out i'll, I'll mention them when we when we get to them um, one of which I thought was like, hang on a minute, what what's going on? And then the other I just thought was kind of a bit a bit funny and a bit silly. But in Walking Dead's kind of way of doing Maggie in this episode, I thought, yeah, um, like with some uh, with some character development there. I don't know if that's supposed to be pushing her towards where she's supposed to be at for this spinoff. But regardless of regardless of the reason that was put in there. Um, I thought that was uh obviously it wasn't nice. I'm not calling it a nice thing, but um it was good sort of like character work for her, which for a character that's been in the show since season two is uh is quite good. Um I found the episode entertaining. Um and yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good overall. Um I was surprised to see that uh I know Eugene's obviously in the in the prison or whatever at the moment, but He's got no involvement with these trains whatsoever. I thought that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. And there's like this radio stuff that's going on in this episode. I was like, huh, this is usually where we'd have Eugene. But then he's not anywhere near that location. So it made sense. But it also was kind of surprising in uh, in certain ways. Um, but no, it was, a, it was an entertaining episode. I thought it was a good episode. Um, and we'll, we'll jump into some stuff. Here in the recap, uh, and then obviously there's some some feedback to get into about certain things. Um, but uh, but no, it was a good one. It was it was a good episode, and it'd be interesting to see, like you said, with like surprising sort of late game world building, um, how how we're gonna fit everything in. Like, are we gonna have three forty five minute episodes, um, and yeah, how are they? They they still got a fair few things to do, so we'll see how they how they handle it. I I still suspect it won't feel like an ending of the show. It will just feel like sort of a big checkpoint, if you if you will. Um, yeah, a a, a bit like that because they still have to do the, the spin offs and sort of set them up I suppose so we'll see how mm -hmm. that goes I just I don't think it'll feel like a full series finale like when you're when you're normally watching a series finale and the credits come up and you're like okay that's a pretty definitive sort of ending um so yeah we'll see uh where where they move certain things to um anyway that's what we've got for the pre-talk and everything let's get in some housekeeping and then we'll get into the recap see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging 
to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, aside from the Monday United Games, there's of course the World Cup, which is this month. Uh, it's going to be held in Qatar, that's Q-A-T-A-R. We've known about that for a while, I think. Um, but Qatar is a not great country, and um, they posted kind of recently, sort of recently, um, some rules as to what obviously tourists and people have to follow. And some of them are outright bad, and some of them don't actually make any sense. But I'm su- I suppose that's the way that that is. Uh, so I talked about my investment level, which is very, very low for this World Cup, and just discussing the whole World Cup itself and reading out these rules and going through them. Um, David, I know you're not quite, you don't quite follow the football the way that I do. What do you think of Qatar having this uh, World Cup? Um, it's such a I think it shows the blatant corruption in FIFA. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It could show. I mean, it's so blatant because there is no reason on earth that the World Cup should ever have gone to Qatar. No. I mean, no. It, it's it's apart from the human rights issues and all the things that we've heard about the building and the stadiums and stuff. I mean, which is all awful. I mean, it's just not a good place to play football. I mean, it you know, you're talking about temperatures that get up to like, you know, 45, mm-hmm. 50 degrees. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's utterly which is, ridiculous. Which is why it's do. not in the summer next year. Because you usually World Cup exactly. and Euros are yeah. in the summers. In the, yeah. in, the actual, in the actual off season, not like pause in the Premier League and going and doing that. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, not, it's not a good idea or a good situation all around. So, yeah. we'll see in a couple of weeks how that goes. Uh, over on The Witcher, 
side of things. I decided to do an emergency episode because there's not going to be any episodes anytime soon. Um, Geralt was being recast. Um, Henry Cavill is out of the role and um, Liam Hemsworth is in. So I discussed all of that and the potential reasons as to why and all that kind of stuff. And what fall off you could have from season 3 to season 4. And how that might all go. Of course, some of that's guesswork, but that's what I'm there to do. So, um, discussed all of that. Uh, over on Gaming Talk this week, um, Naughty Dog announced that they're working with a company on a um, on a AAA game, which all their games are pretty much AAA games, but on a uh, beloved franchise, and they haven't given us much more information than that. Obviously, they're still working on whatever this game is, so we did some guesswork as to what that might be. Uh, I got more excited for God of War this week as well. We had a bit of a, a sort of combination of a, a it was a ten minute video um, of where devs are talking and there's gameplay bits and pieces in there talking about you know new systems, new combat, new enemies, that sort of stuff, and uh, that got me a bit more excited, which is good. And also CD Projekt Red, <clears throat> speaking of The Witcher, announced that they're going to be remaking the first game, so that's very cool. Over on the United cast. Uh, May United won 1-0 against West Ham, a very, very great performance again, a very good goal from Marcus Rashford, it's his 100th, I think, club goal, they said, for, for May United, which is very, very good, he's only about 24 or 25, so still got a long time left, hopefully, which is good, uh, so yeah, that was another good result, we played tomorrow against, um, what are they called, Real Sociedad, and then Sunday against... I've actually forgotten, but never mind. Uh, we're playing Thursdays and Sundays at the moment, basically. So uh, there's all that going on. Uh, over on the other Unitedcast episode, we beat Sheriff Tarraspool by three goals to nil, um, with uh, Garnacho making his full uh, Europa League debut, which was great to see. So that was really good as well. Over on uh, Game of Thrones, or House of the Dragon in this case, we returned with reviewing Westeros. Uh, me and David, we reviewed the first season of House of the Dragon, which obviously the prequel spin-off show from that, so that was really good to go and do. Over on <clears throat> the Call of Duty side of things, I reviewed the campaign. Uh, I did that in three sections, which was a spoiler-free gameplay, you know, impressions type of thing, and then a set-piece sort of spoiler discussion, because there's some surprises in there. And then the third section, which is an outright sort of like characters, story, spoiler sort of section, so I talked about all that. Um, so yes, the campaign review gave that a strong must-play rating, so you can go and listen to that if you want to. Uh, over on the DC talk side of things, James Gunn and Peter Sefran have been tapped to lead DC Studios, and also talked about the future of Superman, because Henry Cavill, speaking of the man himself, uh, said that he is returning as Superman. It's all, all very public knowledge now that he's, uh, he's back as Superman, which is great. Uh, over on the horror side of things, on really, really bad, painful television to go through, uh, AHS Season 2, which is the American Horror Stories season, that's the spin-off, um, which is anthology per episode, I reviewed the second season of that, and it was quite bad, um, that, that second season, unfortunately. Um, of course, that's just my opinion, but uh, that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um... So, uh, Outpost 22 recap. In Sunday's episode of The Walking Dead, all roads, um, tracks, uh, all road tracks uh, lead to the mysterious Commonwealth Outpost 22 that gave the episode its title. But the uh, to-be-expected bumpiness of the path was nothing compared to the altogether unexpected surprise that awaited at the end of the road. And that was, obviously, we'll, uh, obviously something we'll reveal to you at the end of this recap. Um, and then we begin with the hour. 
as they all begins uh maggie gabriel rosita and uh who never uh, met a fix they couldn't get out of escaped from the transfer bus that they were um that was talking to them well who knows but uh probably to the same railway uh work camp to which negan ezekiel and kerry were being sentenced or they were you know being held captive uh or maybe uh not the the commonwealth appeared to have um other work sites too which uh allowed its troopers to separate negan from annie uh, and then it says about the Dead City spin-off, is she going to be in it or not? Uh, there is some first photos that have come out for that as well. Um, there's a bit later that gets into the Gabriel Rosita thing. Um, I, I want to mention my first, first thing here. So, so, so the episode basically begins with them getting out of the vehicles that they're in. Uh, you've got two different set pieces where Gabriel and Rosita jump off the thing of where they are um and maggie who i think is in a different train cart breaks out quite easily and there's a guard who's asleep and he's the only guard um Mm -hmm. she has a scuffle with him and shoots get gets him to accidentally shoot the driver which you know tumbles tumbles the thing over yeah that that's all that happens it did make me laugh a little bit um, in sort of a, not like, oh, this is bad, but just just kind of a comical, like, quirky, bad sort of scene. I, I don't really want to put the word bad on it, but just quirky kind of scene where, I don't know, like, the way she gets out is really easy, and then, like, <laughs> there's one guard in there, like, they're short on guards or something, like, they have the London police well, force. Um, y- yeah. And then... <laughs> And then uh, he he had the, the one guard they have happened. I mean, they have two, but the other ones is the driver. Um, and then like gets him to of all the of all the places to shoot. Because I think the, didn't the bullet ricochet? I think the bullet ricocheted uh, into his head. I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it results in her getting out. So they did what they did with that. Um, and then the other one that you've got is um, uh, Gabriel and Rosita obviously get out as well. Um, and then there's a part slightly later on where I I still can't quite work out how she but she dislocates her shoulder somehow, um, which I thought was like, like like as soon as she did it I thought wait hang hang on how did you manage to do that mm. so there's there's a bit of a quirky start to the episode we get into some much deeper stuff later with uh, with Maggie, uh, which is I, I think the strongest part of the episode so we'll we'll give it more praise I suppose there um so it's 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 a quirky Walking Dead kind of stuff with with them getting escaped you, you achieve what you want to which is you get the characters out of those situations so that they can be part of other set pieces um what did you think of their combined escape efforts and rosita dislocating her shoulder yeah i mean i i think they were actually all in the same carriage and because uh I, I can't remember is it maggie that wakes up first and then sort of wakes up gabriel and, yeah, rosita yeah. and then they jump out and then and then the they they hit a bump and Maggie sort of flies backwards and that wakes up the guard and and that she gets caught and has to sort of take the guard out. So yes, I know what you're saying about the Maggie thing with her her getting out of the the uh, zip ties was incredibly easy. Um, and I mean, although I I would partly sort of say that the getting out of the zip ties thing 
there are things you can look up online which shows you ways of getting out of zip ties. And you do kind of think that if you're somebody like Maggie, you probably would have figured out a way of getting out of zip ties um, fairly easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, so so I, I, I'm prepared to let that go. That That's fine. I, I don't think it's that the specific like get out getting out of that, but it's either you tie her up better, or you put another guard in there who isn't asleep. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you see, the guard thing I quite like because it it shows how stretched thin the Commonwealth are because they put on this sort of big front of of you know being the big bad Commonwealth and having control, uh-huh. but the reality of it actually is that that they they're spread incredibly thin. And I think it shows in this that they are sort of, you know, they had a couple of guards in there because, yes, they're worried about this group. You know, it's sort of this conversation later where they talk about the fact that, you know, together that Pamela is obviously scared of them, but they just don't have the resources to be able to spare a ton of guards to to take these people you know, mm. various different places. So I I quite actually like the fact that that you've got not many guards in there. The ones that you have got aren't necessarily the best trained and, you know, they're run around and tired and, you know, he that's why he was asleep. So I, I it sort of says something about the Commonwealth that that's what they, that's how they were handling it, which mm-hmm. I, so yeah, I actually quite, like what they did with that um so so you think the story they're telling here is uh well a combination of two things which is mistakes from the commonwealth and under well not underfunded but under staffed i i i guess yeah hmm. yeah okay. yeah i mean that makes I that's i think that that's accurate yeah part of it yeah yeah um i mean the the, the point for me would have been the fact that i mean gabriel and rosita jumped out then it took a few minutes for Maggie to get out after them. And, right. well, yes, Gabriel and Rosita were being chased sort of into the woods by somebody, you know, and they were trying to get away. But surely they must have heard the vehicle crash. And it then took them a little while to kind of meet back up again. And you kind of think... Surely Gabriel and Rosita would have kind of immediately seen that Maggie wasn't with them and seen or at least heard the crash and would have gone over to find out. But yes, I mean, hmm. yeah, they they all meet up eventually again anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the uh, the dislocated shoulder thing is it didn't. I don't know. That's like well, the, a, a, yes, another... yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at the same time, um, Daryl and Carol stalked the uh, train, only to find Connie was being put on as a "oh shit!" exclaimed a trooper. Uh, de- designation two. Um, so they they're going to like a different destination or whatever. Uh, only later would they learn that that meant uh, she was being taken far away, never to be seen again. Because uh, it's never to Disney World and back. I like that note in here. That's pretty good. Um. So you've also got the Daryl and Carol stuff, obviously. Um, I think their, their scenes continue right from the woods, don't they? 
from like not not from like where Lance's body is because obviously that was last time we uh, that was in the last week's episode, wasn't it? When they because they were in the woods together and they took uh, care of Lance. Um, it's not following on from like the same spot that they were in, but they're still in the woods. So, mm-hmm. um, although there is one of Walking Dead's day night cycle things where they they killed him at night and then it was it was daytime. So yes, um, I don't know. They did some camping. I <laughs> him over overnight. Yeah. Uh, so, so they stayed. I mean, you know, they they both be very capable of doing that. Um, so yeah, this is a uh, start of their story. Uh, I don't know. If there's a ton to talk about here per se because we'll pick up later with the uh, the Connie thing. Uh, it was good to see her again, um, which was which was nice. I'm uh, just trying to see. Um, It doesn't have it in my in my notes here specific uh, about when Connie escapes. It says about Outpost Twenty Two, and then when they get rolled up at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, um, oh no, there is a bit. Yeah, there is a bit with Connie. Sorry, I was misreading my own notes. Um, so we'll pick up with that. Oh, that's actually the next paragraph. Never mind. Um, as will happen in, in the post-apocalyptic world, Maggie, Carol, Daryl, Gabriel, and Rosita all found one another after a bit of the episode's time, uh, bumping into each other at their favourite, uh, it says brunch spot, um, which is funny. Uh, sure, all along the way there were um, travails aplenty, uh, from Rosita's dislocated arm to a chase scene out of Ride With Norman Reedus. <laughs> Uh, is that still on that show? I, I believe heard, so. Yes, I haven't heard anything about it for like a couple of years now. So, um, which he had some like Walking Dead people on there, which was which was quite cool. So, um, to all of that, uh, to Maggie's emotional fight with the um, very persistent. Uh, this is the most zombie persistent kid since Night of the Comet, but they still managed to take control of the train and save Connie. Obviously, there's a few things to get into here, so we'll do it one by one. Um, Alright, so we'll just go one by one here. We've got Rosita's dislocated arm. Um, so this is to slow them down, I suppose. Because like you mentioned a minute ago, they sort of... Um, they get separated from Maggie. And then she goes off and has her own little bit with this with the zombie kid, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still like... Because they have a confrontation with it with a zombie, don't they? I think there's one or two of them. And I think Gabriel ends up killing them both because she goes to attack the second walker and she trips on something and then yelps obviously in pain uh gabriel takes care of this of this walker she's kind of almost fallen over and then after he's killed the walker she says i've dislocated my shoulder and i still not quite sure i mean i've de- I've never dislocated my shoulder so i don't know specifically how you do it but um yeah what what did you think of uh when that happened, because that was, it was just, okay, this is just in here to, to slow them down or to have a bit more in yeah, the scene. It, like... it did feel, yeah, it did feel a little bit forced, that. Um, but, I mean, I guess falling over, if you fell over and slammed right into your shoulder, then that may dislocate it. So, you know, um, yeah, maybe. But and it, it's also give Rosita a sort of, She's almost kind of doing a Black Knight impression of Tis But a Scratch and and is sort of uh, determined to power through and say she's absolutely fine, even though she clearly isn't. I mean, she's still very woozy from 
the things that he, I mean, did all three of them, I think, were took a tumble. Yeah, yeah, and and I I got the impression that they'd all been knocked out by the same sort of stuff that they were using on Ezekiel and the rest of them, um, because she seemed sort of kind of out of it when right, right. came around. So I I think it's sort of you know she's she's not in the best state um and that's sort of why she lost her footing but yes it wasn't sort of anything major like getting thrown into a wall or something like that that might have dislocated it she did seem to just trip and dislocate her shoulder which is i mean it, yeah okay possibly could happen but it did seem a little bit forced that i think that's fair <laughs> yeah. um yeah and uh, uh yeah the norman rita's bike scene i mean any excuse to put norman on a bike i think <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, the 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 fun. So that again was like, okay, he slides under this tree and trips up a guy. It's kind of quirky and silly, but that's actually quite fun. Um, yeah. Because you, I kind of looked at the tree branch and thought, like, okay, like the other guy's off his bike because he he crashed it into a tree, didn't he? Um, I was like, huh, how's he gonna? Uh, what's he gonna do here? And then he 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 slid his bike, so that was fun. But you know, if you, if you want to put Daryl in in action scenes like that, and obviously you want to include bikes, which is one of his trademarks. But bikes and uh, crossbows is is what you use for Daryl, uh, and sometimes dual wielding knives. Um, so yeah, that was that that was that was fun. There's see, th- this is one of these episodes of Walking Dead where there's a lot of things I could nitpick, but then I would just be moaning. Whereas yeah. episode. Um, what I thought was that with with its with a lot of his ideas, it was quite good. With the execution, at points was was shaky, but overall, I enjoyed the episode and had a good time with it. So yeah. that that that's where I'd kind of sit with that. So, and I'm you almost because of the way AMC's kind of treated this show. Um, you either kind of I mean, there's scenes that are like much more better executed, like this Maggie scene we'll talk about in a minute. I actually think is really quite strong material, which The Walking Dead is very capable of doing. But it's when you, it's interesting in the same episode you can go from like this quirky, weird kind of okay, this doesn't all quite put together, and then this like strong Maggie um, scenes. Um, I suppose it's maybe because you've got two different things there, right? Like you've got stunt work kind of and then just character writing and development mm-hmm. um so i suppose they're really good at one and not not quite so good at uh at the other uh but no it, it was fun he slid the bike under the tree so that was that was pretty good um this uh yeah i thought this maggie stuff was really good and i thought that they'd i thought they'd just in general put it all together really really well i i saw some suggestions that um and i don't mind the, these suggestions i thought they were a good idea but if Carol had been put in this scene. Now, the reason I think this works better in this case with Maggie is because what the show's trying to do is, even though, yes, Carol's lost a lot of children and there's still that motherly, you know, impact that you can have with Carol, is the story they're trying to tell you is that, okay, Herschel's, like, just recently gone. Like, she doesn't know where he is. He he got kidnapped as well or captured and he's, um, I think he's probably on the on the bigger bus, isn't he? The one with some of the others. Uh, we, we don't we don't see him in the episode anyway. Um, and like just after losing him, and obviously that was probably you know quite bad for her. She sees a zombie child, and I suppose thinks, "What if this was Herschel?" Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, it's trying to tell you the story of that, as opposed to the story that you 
that that still would have worked, but wouldn't have made the most sense for the episode, which is, okay, Carol's lost a lot of children, you could do that as well. I don't think it would have had a, the, the impact that the episode was trying to give you if you'd have done it with Carol. Um, plus, we have, not directly through Zom... Well, I mean, we have, because obviously the Sophia Season 2 scene, um, but the Carol stuff is... It, it's not tied into, you know, what's going on with Herschel. That's that's supposed to be the the idea here. Um, and her sort of with the, with the way they're telling this story of okay, this isn't Maggie being weak or like she's not a good survivor. Like they're not trying to tell you that story. It's okay. This has kind of just happened because this whole kidnap train thing and all that is like going. It's still going on right now. Like the group isn't isn't together. Um, of okay, this this her seeing it, it's. It's bad timing for Maggie because she she's just lost Herschel. Like she she doesn't know if he if he's dead or or where he is or or anything, which is part of the story here. Um, but that she sees a zombie child and thinks, okay, like what if what if that is Herschel somewhere now? Or there's probably a million different things that are running through her brain, and thinking like I can't put this child down because what if what if that was Herschel? You know, I think that's the story they're trying to tell here. Um, and I like how they. They don't just come across the child once and then, you know, one and done kind of thing. There's kind of the two-step thing of it, which is she comes across this child initially. She's got all this, like, space to, you know, move around in. And then goes to take it out with this with this big rock. And she can't do it, so she dodges out the way. And she she knows that she can outrun this this, this uh, uh, walker and everything. Um, so she, she just initially decides, okay, I don't have to kill this child now. I can't kill this child now. Um, well, not a child, obviously, it's a walker child. So I'm going to walk away. That's my first choice. And then this other point of, I just have to put this this kid down. And if you notice in in that scene where she puts the child down, um, so there's the initial bit, obviously, where the the trooper comes along and he says, "Hey, the area is clear," even though I've been here for 20 seconds. <laughs> like he doesn't really check the area. Uh, again, quirky kind of point to the episode. But she's hiding and then she sees the walker child come up and she can't let this trooper um, kill the walker. But then if you notice, after she's killed him and then is like holding this this walker and probably got a million different things running through her head. There is another truck that pulls up. She doesn't know that that's um, Daryl and Carol. That could be mm-hmm. another set of troopers. But she's so in this like, and I don't, I'm not like blaming her for it, for it, for it and whatever. It, it, it makes sense with the story that they're telling. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of character work that the, the Walking Dead can do, and you have done. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of children that have died on on this show. Some of them, you know, younger teenagers like you've had Carl and you've had um, Enid. I don't know if I'd say Tara is a no. She's more like more into her her adult years. Um, you killed off a couple, of, and you have like had like Henry and Ben and all those characters, but mm-hmm. you still had. Obviously, Lizzie and Mika and Sophia and all, all the other kids on on this show that have died, and um, it it is a more sensitive kind of thing to to to, to do and everything. Um, but no, I just I thought the way they timed it with the episode and obviously what's going on with Herschel, um, I thought was really really good. Uh, what did you think of the Maggie storyline? Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I mean, uh, I thought the same thing about the the car sort of rolling up on her and she was didn't react at all and had no idea she was so sort of in that zone of 
of having to deal with that kid. And it's in, it is interesting seeing Maggie do that because, as you say, we've sort of seen Carol do that already. And had that been Carol, she probably would have just gone, oh, poor kid, and stabbed him in the head, you know, uh, and, and put him down. Because I think at this point, Carol's at that point where she can handle that sort of stuff. So it's sort of interesting to see Maggie put in that position and like you say she's thinking of Herschel you know Herschel's been taken away and where's this kid come from I mean that's the other thing is um could the kids of all could he be another kid from the group that Herschel was with and they something's happened to him and you know where's this kid wandered from right you know he's been killed somewhere so there's all sorts of things that I'm sure must have been going through her head at the time so yeah, it, I I thought that was really interesting how they handled all that. Um, I I I really liked what they did there, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, it it's a good way of showing where her head was. I think. Yeah, yeah, I liked as well how it wasn't sort of we're going to use this to portray Maggie as a weak character. It was just you yeah. know you know Maggie's a tough survivor, but this is this is getting to her for reasons that we've clearly laid out before. Yeah. before. Like as soon as you. Because as soon as they showed the first little flashback, because you do kind of wonder, like, okay, where where exactly is Herschel among, amongst everything going on? And they give you a very quick little flashback scene of him being taken, and you immediately just connect the two dots together. So, yeah, um, yeah capable of uh, capable of good writing, Walking Dead. Just doesn't do it all the time. Uh, speaking of what I thought was really... Um, I, 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 would, I would call this bad writing. I don't know what, what else you would, you would call this. Um... Not that uh, that solved all their problems. Uh, for one thing, they still had to rescue Judith, Herschel, and Co. Uh, for another, the train driver um, killed himself for fear of what Pamela would do to his family if uh, he helped them. Um, and it says it takes commitment to put a rail- railroad spike through your neck too. I thought he was going to go for like bottom of his, you know, like bottom of your chin thing. Mm-hmm. You know like how they've killed a few walkers in the show, like up through the head. Yeah. Even though some people have debated that certain knives in the show haven't been long enough to get to the brain, but well, that's a, yes, that's yes. a different that's discussion. A very different discussion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know if I watched the scene incorrectly or if it was put together the way that I thought it was. But you've got one minute where this guy is um, brought in by Daryl. They're in this like barn sort of place. They're talking to this other guard who's like bleeding out, and Daryl Daryl gives him this speech about like. Hey, you can do something good with your, with the time left, and Gabriel speaks to him as well. And um, I think like Carol was there, a couple of other characters were there. I think that that's where when they'd all met up, so they were all pretty much there. And then, so this guy is like held captive in this one location. I think we cut over to something else, and then cut back to this. Yeah. And then he's suddenly in a different location with a weapon in his hand not captured anymore and then we we just we just cut over to that. i don't know if i if i missed watched the episode or if or if something was um because walking dead's done things like this before where where it's usually it's called smash cutting um but so, but sometimes in walking dead's past it's kind of they've had like characters saying okay we're gonna do this thing um like i remember there was a scene I can't remember if it was the parts of this season or last season where they were where it was Princess 
I think Ezekiel and somebody else. It might have been it might have been Mercer and somebody else, but Princess was definitely there. And I don't know if you remember the scene I'm, I'm talking about, but there were there were incidents in the Commonwealth. This was like near the start of the story, so it might it might have been last season. And they said, "Oh, we're gonna like do this and do this and do this and take this uh, trooper's armor." And then they just cut to the next bit, and it was done. Mm-hmm. This isn't quite the exact same thing. I just want to know how this guy, because they're holding him captive, right? Um, and they're trying to like get him. Well, to no, come there's around, two different characters. Yeah, no, no, no. There's two. They're two different characters. The the there was the guard that they had held captive who was bleeding out. Yeah. And then there's this guy who's the train driver. Oh the, no, those two... are different characters. Yeah. Yeah, but when when because when they bring the the driver around, which is this guy, the, the other guy who you mentioned, the one who's bleeding, he because he, he stays in that spot for like the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, but because the one that they're trying to get information from this railroad driver, which I think is the one that Maggie pointed the gun at for, from the train, um, they suddenly cut to him like with this thing near his near near his neck. Um, and I it yeah I know just... I they they because they. I know I, that that will work for me. I I because they, you've got two different things. You've got you've got the the one guard which they'd they'd got and was dying, and um you know Gabriel has that sort of you know conversation with him, and then mm-hmm. later they when they take the train they pull the driver off and yeah. walking back to to the place where they had that other guard and. Um. Yeah, and and he he they're, they're sort of talking to him, and he manages to sort of get hold of a railroad bike and then kills himself. So I I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, on a on a slightly side note, on a side note actually, uh, the guy apparently the railroad guard was called Wilson, and the the guy that plays Wilson is a guy called Brian McClure, and when I saw him on screen, I was like, I'm sure I recognise that face. <laughs> January 2014, I interviewed him. <laughs> oh. TV show. Um, which was a sort of fairly low budget, like um, sci-fi series. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was it was before we even started the Geek Town Radio podcast. But uh, Geek Town Podcast 09, there is an interview with Brian McClure, wow. uh, Brian McClure from many years ago. I, it was just one of those things. I, I'm like, I'm sure I know that face from somewhere. And yeah, it turns out I interviewed him um, hmm. very early on in his career. Wow. So. Yeah. You said that was episode nine because you're on episode 300 and... Yeah, and, and those, that, that was that was when I was just putting out interview podcasts. So that's that's like, it. it's not episode nine of Geek Town Radio. It, it, it was the ninth podcast episode I ever put out that right. one. So. Right, like one of the the, the other versions, one of the, yeah. One of the very early ones. So yeah. uh, yes, but ja- in January 2014, I interviewed him for for Space Command. So um, yes, I just kind of weird that because I couldn't place the face at all, and then I was I, I went and looked up the name. I was like, how oh, I know that name? Mm-hmm. So you you had one of the moments where you, you spot a face on TV, but you can't. Uh, yeah, I can't couldn't recognize it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, my, my, I get what you're. I, I totally get what you're saying. My only problem with the scene is the way. I guess the way that they, that they edited it, because they didn't show him like walking off or anything. They just suddenly showed him with this railroad spike, and I'm like, okay, how did you get from that? How did you get from that bit to that bit? Was no, I, I thought they? Was, I thought they sort point. of yeah. They they because I'm sure there was a bit where they walked him in, and and walked him sort of to 
out to sit on the, you know that outside bit where there was that and and then he spots the railroad spike and then and grabs it so i'm i'm i think maybe you you turned away for a second or something i don't know yeah but uh i, I thought it was an odd point in the episode um but uh, in terms of the actual thing that he's talking about here himself um aside from the editing editing part or whatever um it's a shame that because what he's talking about is like he doesn't want to sort of speak up or whatever because um pamela would would go after his family which mm-hmm. in terms of motivation for the character that, that totally makes sense um because although they cause i think his point is although they may not be able to get to me because he's with that group like he's in a is dif- in a different area his family would be in trouble um so it's a shame that that happened to him um I want to talk a little this brings me on to my other um little talking point which is um it's so, okay you've got Pamela and you've got Lance right the two sort of obviously leads co-leads ish obviously they're fighting for power since since we since we saw well, them right Lance not, any, not anymore <laughs> right <laughs> yes. right yeah they, they were obviously when we first saw them um a, a little bit similar to the Alpha and Beta, but then Beta knew that Alpha was Alpha and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we we do that when we get first get to the Commonwealth. And there's there's there was the normal kind of Walking Dead thing of, okay, new location, can we trust these people? Which is a, a trope-ish that other people have gotten tired of, but I, I kind of hadn't because, I guess, maybe because I read the books or, or whatever. Um but you'd understand from the character's point, they arrive at the Commonwealth. Okay, this place seems too good to be true. All this type of thing, like it's an actual civilization. Like there's there's people that have got jobs and there's money involved, and they although they used to live like that, they haven't since obviously this new world that they're in. Um, and the shows the shows tried to do this very interesting thing, and they do it in the book as well of like. Okay, eventually as you go through the story, Lance is painted more as the villain, which obviously he is. You see the character he becomes. And he goes more for, he goes more for like the almost the governor route of like becoming an out and out villain. And Pamela's got this parts these parts to her where cuz Lance is kind of almost the action kind of villain and Pamela is a sort of negotiator type mm-hmm. of villain. Like she's the one that will make the more evil sort of decisions whereas lance will do more of the you know action and killing and getting getting involved if if that makes sense um so the show's moved a bit to a point and it makes sense the show's moved to a point where it's like okay lance is you know been taken care of he's dead and all that sort of thing so we're going to shift over to pamela and obviously pamela's made certain choices that they're more kind of like they're more sort of political choices, which you know, politicians not 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 always the greatest of people. <laughs> but uh, and and the way this guy's talking is as if like, okay, Pamela's gonna put her actions into place and like do something bad and kill my family and you know, painting them more in more in the villain spot than what they were before because Lance was put more into that spot. Like he's gone now, so they're sort of shifting Pamela over to it, which I like. I think that's an interesting idea. How do you kind of see... Because it was clear by the end, like, okay, Lance is a villain, he's got to go, he's killing people and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Pamela, I think, is an interesting, different character. Um, How do you kind of see... With how the show's moved forward now and the way this guy's talking about Pamela and the way that they've portrayed Pamela, obviously, with the Eugene stuff and the politics and everything, how do you kind of look at her at the moment, obviously, you know, with three episodes to go, in terms of, like, Um, her villain 
ish thing. Yeah, I mean, Pamela takes up more the sort of evil genius role. You know, it's yeah. she's and she's essentially a fascist dictator masquerading as as somebody that is portraying democracy, which I mean is fairly common for fascist dictators. But, um, you know, she is she's hiding what she's doing, and I think scenes like this where this is a guy who obviously has a bit more insight into what goes on. You know, he's a train driver. He sees more of the Commonwealth than most of the people that are, you know, happily in the main Commonwealth settlement doing their shopping. You know, he sees a lot more of it and he's clearly terrified of her and what she'll do. Um, Mm -hmm. So this sort of reinforces that. Um, which is kind of interesting. You are, you know, it's exposing this this underbelly, this sort of really dark side to the Commonwealth. Um, so ultimately, I mean, I, I I don't see how you can keep Pamela around by the end of it. You know, she is she's got to go one way or another because. Uh, the the best way to do that is some form of revolution, which is what they seem to be heading towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that that does seem more like that's going to be more of a political angle than an action angle. Um, and what I mean by that is, you kill Lance, but then maybe politically deal with d- Pamela. Yeah, d- yeah. D- directly directly from her. Yeah. What the problem is, you've because she portrays this front of being a reasonable human being but actually isn't because she's letting all this stuff go on underneath and letting people suffer you know you, you so you the only way of kind of you need to get the people on side and expose mm. her for who she actually is yeah yeah um but no I, i've liked both characters again they've offered something a bit different yeah. Each as villains, uh, and I like both of them in the uh, in the comics as well, especially Pamela. The, the, the conversations she has with Rick are really kind of fascinating. So, um, so that's really good. Uh, so, do you think do you think they might do a thing where um, so Lance dies, but maybe Pamela is just arrested, or do you think they'll actually kill Pamela? It's difficult to say at the moment. It, it's one of those things that. I mean, it's possible she'll escape into exile by the end of it, but I think ultimately what they're trying to do and what they kind of need to do is you need to get the Commonwealth people on side in some way and expose her for who she is. Mm -hmm. Because once the power has gone from her, she's no longer a threat as such, you know, um, because if she's not got people following her, she herself isn't a threat. Unlike somebody like Negan, who personally can be a threat and Lance that uh, yeah, Lance sort of could be a threat to a certain point because, but at the end of the day, without his followers around, he's also fairly weak. He was alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because he was alone. And, and, um, so, it, but with Pamela, she has this sort of following, and you don't want the entire Commonwealth coming after you. So, you need to nope. expose her for who she is. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, very, very interesting stuff, though. We'll see where they go with Pamela, which should be good. Back at the actual uh, camp prison. It's more of a prison. It's not a camp, is it? Camp is, camps are, are, are fun places. Um, <laughs> this is certainly not that. Uh, Negan, they're, they're all in this uh, area. Uh, Negan urges Ezekiel to put his past... Um, villainy... Uh, sorry. Negan urges Ezekiel to put his past villainy behind him for the sake of the greater good. Uh, grudgingly, the former king agreed to try, um, not very happily, uh, but he didn't know um, how to unite their fellow exiles without uh, without a spark of um, hope. Negan would provide that, he said, making it sound like he was planning a suicide mission of sorts, which we know can't happen because they're literally filming well, his spin-off at yes. the moment. <laughs> yes, so... Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few things to talk about with this actual because um, we go back to the, the prison bus after this and we reveal the the location that they're going to. Um, couldn't help but think during these scenes, and I'm probably I felt like I'm supposed to, which is which is good. And again, this is me just being more aware of what's on screen and stuff. Because when you do a prison camp thing, and, and there's a particular note that like that that I sort of noticed that I mentioned as well. Obviously, when you put, um, it's not all just the, not all the characters here are are black characters and people of color. Obviously, Negan is here, and you've got other red shirt characters and stuff. But yeah, when you do put, you know, black characters into slave related scenes, which th- this is exactly what what that is. This is a slave place. Obviously, they're doing this. Was it like twelve hours labor, and they they only stop for? Or was it only stop to eat and sleep? I think that they they said, mm-hmm. um, which you know is is. Uh, you being held as a prisoner there was a little note a little sort of like look that sort of i don't know just made me think a bit more i like when television does make me think about things um there's a bit where uh kelly ezekiel i think it was just the two of them i can't remember where negan was but they were kind of kelly was trying to sort of say to ezekiel like hey we can kind of try to run off a bit and the other, I think there's like there's three red shirt characters that try to run off, and they get spotted. Um, spotted a little bit slower than what I thought they were going to be spotted. I thought like, oh, they might actually get away, and then they, they got shot. And there's just a little look from Kelly, and they don't explicitly like Kelly doesn't really say anything about this particular. But I just, I just noticed. I don't know if it was a director's note or if it was in the script or just something that Angel Theory did that the woman that plays. Uh, Kelly, but just this little look when they get shot, and obviously, you know, seeing somebody shot in front of you is gonna call, cause you to have a reaction. Um, of just, I don't know, just just a, a little look from her, of sort of, not 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 to say this feels familiar, but you know, black people in America get shot a lot of times, unfortunately, sometimes because of corrupt police. There's been dozens and dozens and dozens of videos. And reports, and it's it's very bad over there. So I don't know if they're trying to not wink to that, but sort of g- give a little nod to that, maybe. Um, but perhaps I'm reading too much into it. But it's just like mm. I know it, it was an interesting little note. It's a very particular look that Kelly gives, and the camera does focus on her a bit more. And Ezekiel, Ezekiel's still next to her in that scene, but the camera like focuses on Kelly for a minute. And I, I just think, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to put two. T- two and two together and come up before when you put black characters in a prison related camp and obviously you know there's the whole black slavery history and everything um and then 
you start involving guns and threats and deaths and things like that. Um, I was just putting that together as a little sort of, I don't know, that that was a nod towards that, maybe. Um, I don't know if you quite got the same thing from that or whatever, but... Uh, but um, Yeah. Not... I, yeah, no, that wasn't any... I didn't particularly get a sort of, you know, the slavery sort of thing from it or, or the... Uh, you know that from the shooting i i think you know it's for me it was more about ezekiel being sort of subjugated at this point and sort of saying you know i'm just going to keep my head down and try and get through this and that seems to have been his attitude more recently you know the fact that he wants to stay behind at the commonwealth and help people and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff you know yeah uh yeah i like the negan uh, i like the negan ezekiel stuff as well that was pretty yeah good. there was a note i actually saw that i think this is the first time negan and ezekiel have actually spoken to each other on screen um possibly which, uh the, there was a note on um uh one of the one of the things for the episodes i was looking at that i i believe um well like a fact for the episode yeah it's it's, yeah they're just looking through there was a few little facts and things and one of the things that it says is the first on-screen interaction between negan and ezekiel um Hmm. and negan makes sorry ezekiel makes reference for the fact in the script that he'd intentionally avoided negan for years over everything that Negan dig obviously because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean you know Negan completely destroyed his home so you know and killed a lot of his friends so I yeah I I I, I kind of yeah thinking back yes I guess it probably is that these are two characters which have never interacted hmm. to, you know on they're both before. introduced around about the same time as well um mm, I, mean, I mean Negan yeah. was season six finale uh, Ezekiel, it was definitely in season seven. I can't remember if it was first half or second half, but um, so yeah, season seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Christ, that's a that's a long that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, especially considering yeah. like he was obviously uh, Ezekiel, obviously Negan, two like leader characters in season mm-hmm. seven and eight. Um, obviously back then that that was more about Rick versus Negan. Um, you know, with the whole war and everything like that. Uh, through seasons uh, seven and eight, but because yeah, when, when he gets introduced, Ezekiel's not introduced himself yet. Because um, wasn't wasn't Morgan still in the show then? Because I, th- I think I remember a fight scene where Morgan was there in the kingdom. I think. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah now, now that you mention it, I've tried to like search my Walking Dead memories for when they've talked, and I I can't think of anything. So yeah, I th- no. I think that's apparently, right. this is. This is the first time they've actually interacted on screen, which must be really interesting for the two actors. I mean, uh, yeah. as well, having been sort of on the show together for so long. Kari so, and uh, Jeffrey, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, then, I thought that was, yeah. That makes me think a bit more about who else has has talked to who. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I th- I thought that was that was kind of interesting, and they are both former leaders, and that that whole conversation I found really quite fascinating. It was, mm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I think Negan is such a huge character character arc from where he started to where he is now. He's a very, very different person. And so it's sort of interesting him trying to show that to Ezekiel as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think both of them are fantastic characters. Um, I think Negan is a more, uh, sorry, a less understood character. Um, I yeah. think that there is, and I don't blame audience members for thinking this because you can think whatever you want about whatever character. I think if you still look at Negan now and think, oh, he killed Glenn, I don't like him, full stop. It's like, okay, you can, you can dislike him for killing Glenn. Obviously, that was a thing we didn't like him doing. But the arc he's been on since then, I think, is a really, really fascinating one. Because um, mm-hmm. I think he's, in terms of his actual... Because I think you've got to kind of look past that a little bit and look at, okay, that was season seven. What's he done in eight and nine and ten and eleven, you know, in yeah, all the seasons? He, he has tried to redeem himself a, a lot through this. And, I mean... As we said before, the whole the whole Negan art thing. Um, the 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 interesting thing always about Negan is the fact that if you've been following Negan's group from the start rather than Rick's group, you would have seen Rick's group as the enemy. So, um, because I mean, Rick's, if you remember what Rick's group did, they they snuck into an encounter, you know, uh, an outpost of they snuck into an outpost of Negan's and murdered everybody in cold blood you know, uh, at the behest of, of the hilltop because they needed stuff from the hilltop. And, and I mean, they did that, which was a pretty brutal thing to do. So if you were, and if you were on Negan's side, I, I mean, yes, he took things so far and yes, he was a, he was a bad guy. But if, if you've been following, if we've been following Negan's story from the start, you probably see that in a very different light. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whilst I don't agree with killing people, um, you can see why Negan took the action he did. Um, mm-hmm. And the way he ruled again was a dictatorship, and, and that's not good. But you can... There, 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 is, there, there are nuances to that character, which Jeffrey plays so well. Mm. And then the redemption arc he has been on since then has been huge and you know the, the, the particularly around you know looking after and rescuing the children and stuff which of course is something that Ezekiel is very conscious of as well so yeah it's um it it these two interact a little bit mm, certainly yeah um i i mean i think the show's biggest strength has always been its characters and especially the actors you put into those roles um, I don't think there's really been anybody, not, not anybody I can think of, that's been like badly cast or like miscast. Uh, no. in, ter- in terms of, especially with comic book characters, like um, some some of them look just incredibly accurate to their comic book counterpart, and they don't have to look the exact same. Obviously, there's a big old hoopla on the internet about comic book accuracy. Um, yeah. Which is a bit different in Walking Dead as opposed to DC and Marvel. Obviously, DC and Marvel's characters are different types of comic book characters but um like if like if you look at negan in the book and then you look at jeffrey or if you look at andrew lincoln you look at rick or you know michonne and denai guerrera um they, they've, they've they've done an incredible job but it's not because I, I i agree with what you said about you know it's about his redemption arc i think it's also just about the layers to his character as well yeah. um there's a lot of different aspects to his character that just make him so interesting and ezekiel's really interesting as well but um and obviously Ezekiel's a loved hero character and, and and Negan isn't. And if you want to dislike Negan at this point, that's that's totally fine. I just think there's more to him than just, oh, he's killed Glenn, he's bad, that's it. Yeah, he's I, I think 
villains are always uh, the the villainous characters which negan obviously was when he first started um are far more interesting if there is an understandable motive it's like thanos mm. thanos yeah was not wrong <laughs> in what he was saying he's just his motive his his way of going about um solving the problem was and it's sort of the same with negan you know i mean thanos's whole thing of of the you know that we're overusing all our resources i need to yeah, do something in balance yeah, yeah absolutely true um randomly removing half the population probably not the way to do it yeah, you know so yeah. but it's stuff like that and the having a solid motivation and a sort of gray area to the character which i think both negan and somebody like thanos does mm. um makes them far more interesting as villainous characters and in negan's case also gave him this re- redemption arc as well yeah yeah. No, good stuff at the camp. Uh while they and the rest of the prisoners were loaded back onto bus bound for Outpost twenty two, the name of the episode, at the end of a long work day Rosita pretended to be a trooper and radioed for help. Uh luckily her message was received by an especially chatty operator, uh Yvette Nicole Brown does the voiceover. Uh good to, to good to see her. I think Yes. Where did I last see her? She was in community, I think. Yeah, she um, but- She's done reason... some Talking Dead stuff as well. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff for Talking Dead, and she is an a, like their Uber fan to the point where she like has a, a sort of notebook and stuff and yeah. writes things down while she's watching the episodes. And yeah, she she is a massive, massive fan of the show. So I'm glad, even though it was only a voice, I'm glad they got her in there somewhere because after all the support she's given the show, it's wonderful that she she got to be on it in some way. Uh, so I was really happy when because I, I noticed that that she popped up she's like the first sort of guest starring credit on the end credits mm. i was like yeah. oh where was that and I, yes it turns out she was the voice of the operator which is wonderful yeah it's really nice uh who gave her more directions than anyone could remember and explained outpost 22 used to be alexandria uh and we get a little scene at the end uh, there's another scene after this but uh we get a scene where they pull up on alexandria and it says alexandria on the front and you also recognize those gates because if you've been watching the show you jolly yes. would recognise those gates anyway. Um, so yeah, we're going back to Alexandria. Um, I think this is the first time that... Um, well, aside, aside from before I started reading the books, I think the show has now gone past where I've read in the book, which is right. interesting. Um, and yes, I still need to go back and read. Uh, not that the same thing is going to happen, because obviously, you know, different... Uh, that doesn't mean... Because this whole outpost stuff and that... I uh, and this I set set up later because I've only got like again about half of the the last book left, which isn't actually that much. Is it, I basically got the ending to read, um, mm-hmm. but uh, this hasn't happened in, in in the book yet. So this this might be the, in terms of the podcast, this might be the first time that uh, we've gone past where I read. Which I was going to say is my fault, but it isn't my fault because that's not I've I haven't done something bad. So. <laughs> no. um, yeah, but uh, I just need to sit down and read the rest of it. So, um, which I'll definitely try and make sure I do at least before the. I, I want to do that before we watch the last episode at least. So yeah, um, that would be interesting. Um, but uh, I I kind of did miss the the other places we've been at um, Commonwealth for a while, and I mean going back to like Hill. I mean Hilltop's burnt down, Kingdom got waterlogged, gone, 
Um, uh, you've got um, Oceanside, which I, I guess is technically always there because it's a beach. Um, it's not an actual building, is it? But well, there there are buildings. Around well, Oceanside, it's yeah, yes. they got they got the beach there. So, um, you've got that going on, which still because you had the other characters going over there, and Luke's supposed to be there, so we we need to go back over to there at some point. So yes, um, what whatever whatever places did we have? Um, because yeah, we had Alexandra Hilltop Kingdom. And I mean, there was a sanctuary. The sanctuary is long gone. So yeah, sanctuary, sanctuary's gone. Although I believe that survived a little bit longer in the comic books as well, because they used it as an outpost. There's a place called Riverbend, which has been mentioned a few times, which could slightly confuse me. But Riverbend is the, I believe, the building where we first met up with Negan again, and with his, and we discovered that he had a wife. Um, that's that building. Oh, right. Because the, they've mentioned the that a few group. times. Yeah, where we met that 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 new group that was Negan's group. Right. Um, he met Annie in that group. Yeah. Yeah, I met Annie there. That that I believe is is what they refer to as Riverbend as well. So there hmm. is apparently some sort of station there as well. Mhm. We only have three episodes left, so. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes, it's going to be fascinating to see what what they do with these these last few episodes. Um, any thoughts on going back to Alexandra? Well, I, this is is quite nice because given that it's this particular group and they're a group of Alexandrians, and this is sort of home turf for them. So you yeah. think they probably got some advantage there because they know how to get in, they know how to get out, they know where things are stashed. Um, you know, if they've got weapons stashed away in places or if there's secret ways, tunnels, you know, because uh, there was a tunnel underneath, wasn't there, I think, because they used it to escape at one point um, when when uh, was it when Negan came in or when Alpha came. I can't remember. But they so I, this is going to be interesting uh, because it is their home. Mm. So they know it. They know the terrain. They know where things are. Um, they potentially know if there's secret stashes of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'd be intrigued to see how this plays out. Definitely, yeah. So uh, that's that part. Uh, as the episode came to its conclusion, Daryl, Maggie and Co, so the others that were all in a group, uh, were more fired up than ever to stick the series landing. I'm sure that they are. Uh, we're going to get our kids, take back our home and make it right. Um, says Glenn's widow. She's called Maggie. Um, declared, and uh, Pamela's never gonna see it coming, won't she? Though, uh, with what all of them having gone MIA and their one goal uh, to being um, unseat, unseat the, the the governor, obviously it's supposed to be Pamela. Um, yeah, there's, it's a it's a Walking Dead speech where someone says we're gonna win. Um, Rick's yes. done done a few of them. Obviously, Rick's not here, so somebody else has got to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean the series isn't gonna end with Pamela taking them all prisoner and or killing some of them because that's not how that's that's not how that goes so um well, they're going to win in some way shape or form it just depends if if any of the other characters potentially die so yeah we're uh, certainly gearing up for some sort of battle i i, I think um yeah and it's yeah as i say it, what what intrigues me is how they're going to end up pulling panela down because i think the key to for me to um, getting rid of Pamela is to get 
the rest of the Commonwealth on side and exposing her for who she really is, and for and being able to say, look at what they look at what is happening out in the world to support your life in the Commonwealth, you know, so you can go and buy cupcakes and, you know, whatever else it is you do it in your day-to-day lives in the Commonwealth. Are you okay with the fact that there is this sort of underclass that are, are being toiled away for eating gruel and, um, you know, have been snatched from their homes and are working against their will? Are you okay with this? Mm. You know, uh, I, I'm really intrigued to see how they pull this together at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, be very good to see. Uh, yeah, three episodes to go to figure out what we're going to do. Um, maybe set up some spin-offs or do something with that. So, see how it plays out. Uh, Alright, let's get to the emails some feedback. If you'd like to write in to the show, uh, let us know what you think um, about the episodes, what do you want to happen, all that kind of stuff, you know. You know, comments into the into the show. Uh, Matthew at EdTableTalk.org, uh, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page with information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. Harrison writes in again and says, which characters do you most want to get a good ending? Do you also see, uh, it's a football question, do you see Liverpool winning the league? I do listen to the United cast and see what rivals think, to, to see what rivals think. Um, I guess that means you're a Liverpool fan then, because you said that you're you're a rival. Um, I'll answer that question in a minute. The the, the second part. Um, which characters do? So I, I suppose what he's asking is because we don't really want anybody to die, right? I think that's the general sentiment. Um, so which which characters are we more kind of concerned with getting a good ending? Um, I'd say obviously, well. To, to to say that we're concerned about like the spin-off characters getting a good ending is a bit redundant because we know that yeah. they're they're not going to die. So obviously, you know, Maggie, Maggie, Negan, um, Daryl, still Carol, I, I would say as well, because um, I I don't think she's going to die. Um, and ov- obviously, by the way, I, I was going to mention this as well. The two characters that I read about who might die, they're obviously not the spin-off characters because they're obviously not. They're at least not Maggie and Negan because. They're actually filming at the moment, so we we pretty much know they're definitively safe. Um, Daryl show still. Ha- I mean, those characters would have been written so that they survive, and I would still put Carol in that category. Yeah. So it's that th- there's a big cast. So it's it's two of the others again. If what I read is is actually the case, so um, I would say uh, so yeah. The, the obviously the, the the some of the main characters. Um, obviously the kids. You know, you've got Judith, got RJ. You've got um, Gracie, uh, Herschel. Uh, I'm sure Herschel's fine because although he gets you know kidnapped in the episode, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Because um, I don't really see although the, although the Walking Dead's got a habit of killing off its I'd say young characters, um, I can't really see that happening again. Like no. with, with, with these episodes left and like I I just I don't quite see that happening. Um, people like Aaron. You know, Rosita, Ezekiel, um, uh, Connie, Kelly. Who, by the way, Connie and Kelly, I think, have been quite underutilized. Um, yeah. And it, it still can. Conti- I know you had a bit of it in this episode. It still continues to surprise me that you did all that relationship development with Daryl and 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 Connie, and you've just not done anything with it this season. Um, it, there's been a lot of like Daryl with Carol and 
you know, ne- Negan with other characters and um, Ezekiel scenes with Ezekiel. Because um, although we've had obviously the pol- political scenes with Yumiko, when you look at when you look at that that group, right? So you had Luke, who's obviously MIA-ish at the at Oceanside. Uh, you got Magna. I don't remember the last time I saw Magna. You got Yumiko, who's obviously been involved with politics with Pamela. Then Connie and Kelly, who we, we saw them both in this in in this episode. Um, they've both still been very under underutilized though. Um, so that's been disappointing. But uh, I, I care about those characters as well. Um, how about you? Who, who do you want to see? Who do you like? Who do you sort of most? Who, who are you most invested to see? Um, have a good ending. I I want Ezekiel to have a good ending because he's been through so much, and I sort of want him to be able to to uh, you know ride off into the sunset, or you know be be at home with a family in the community at the end of it. Um, I so I yeah I don't know maybe. Um, maybe Ezekiel. I I think he's one, and Jerry. I mean, I I sort yes, of Jerry as well. That's, yeah. I I I'd love I'd love a sort of I'd love those characters still to be around, so we could get, you know, even if it's a tales episode of just the pair of them messing around together, because I love those two. I mean, mm-hmm. we've interviewed Kari and Cooper together, and they are just hilarious. And I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd love to see a fun little thing with just the pair of them. So those two characters, I would love to a decent ending and still be around at the end of it. I sort of want Eugene to still survive, you know, and get a happy ending. Um, uh, I don't want him to die. I mean, I just, I, I'm just not as invested in, in him as other characters. No, 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 so. no. I, I, I get that. Uh, I mean, Aaron, Aaron, I'm a little bit concerned about in terms of you know, whether he'll actually make it to the end um i want my aaron and gabriel buddy cup show yes that would be not literally funny. obviously but the pairing idea so that would be cool yeah um, so I, I don't know because they sort of uh, form that friendship haven't they yeah because you sort of feel that not everybody can make it to the end they're gonna have to be some big deaths before we get to the end of all this um so as to who that is i really don't know mm-hmm yeah, uh, Beth Rats in there says, uh, considering the very large cast, we still do have a pretty big cast, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we are spending too much time with the main cast, i.e. Daryl, Carol, Negan, Ezekiel, Maggie? Um, I would agree with that, but I also, th- there's part of me that thinks, because um, we ha- we've had had a lot of scenes, like a lot of scenes with Maggie, a lot of scenes with Negan, a lot of scenes obviously with Annie, a lot of scenes with... Um, Ezekiel as well, a lot of scenes with Darren and Carol, and although those are the main characters um, so it's interesting because even though you've had a lot of scenes with those characters they haven't been apart from the baby scene and the discussion of like are we going to leave the Commonwealth, which I found very interesting from uh, from Annie and Negan because um, we don't know what happens to her, do we? So, um, in terms of uh, this this Maggie spin-off um, I still think it would be personally interesting if you had Herschel and Annie along along for the ride. Um, it has been pointed out that the photos that we've seen, which they're going to be very selective, have only had um, Maggie and Negan in. That doesn't mean that Herschel, yeah. that doesn't mean the Herschel's dead. That doesn't mean that Annie's dead. That doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. It might just be because I'll just I'll be very surprised well, if if, if, Mag, if like Maggie leaves Herschel behind or something, 
or if Negan well, leaves it, Annie behind, like yeah, and I I think uh, unless they know that they're, they're definitely safe, and we don't know anything about what this mission is that they've got to go on, but um, you know, unless they know they're safe and they're only going to be away for a few days or you know a few weeks or whatever, or think they're only going to be away for right. a few weeks, so mm. yeah, I mean, um. We, we just don't know enough about the spin-offs at the moment to be able to judge that one way or the other. But yeah, I, I think they are being fairly selective because they've only announced certain people who are going to be in those spin-offs. And if they start putting other people in those photos, you are then giving away, oh, well, that person's safe. And they've already right, done right. that enough. And, and <laughs> Jeffrey's already made noise about the fact that he was somewhat surprised how early they announced the, uh, the spin-offs because... Were. Yeah, because of the fact that it it gives plot armor to a bunch of characters, so we know they can't die. Um, so I think they're going to be limiting that in terms of what they release for the spin-offs, mm. um, which makes perfect sense to me. When do you think would have been a good time to announce those? The, the day after well, the series finale. It's tricky because uh, they had to. I, ideally, yes, but they also had to start shooting them if they wanted to get them out in a reasonable time. So equally, it was going to be more difficult because you were going to then get a lot of unofficial rumours of, oh, they're working on a spin-off. Oh, it's going to include these characters. So, I, I mean, I, I think it would have been difficult without it leaking anyway. So I, I kind of get why they've made those announcements mm-hmm. um but ideally you would have wanted it after the show had finished but you know they needed to start shooting so mm-hmm. the one that makes more sense is the the Rickaba show because it's sort of okay this main show's ending where are those characters because the others like yeah. okay they're already in they're already in the show you don't need to say anything yet but the others is like okay we've got what eight episodes left or whatever it was at that point um, like where what you do with those two characters, so that's the one that you could have still announced, and it could have been fine. So, um, yeah. I, I I do think they're focusing too much on the main cast, and they are leaving certain characters, like I mentioned with Connie and Kelly. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's a problem with like juggling the cast or something. Um, well, I mean, they have they've always done this. I mean, they've all they've always had certain groups who are are going to take up more screen time and they are going to be your big leads and they've always had a little bit of a problem balancing such a huge cast because i mean Mm. you know we've had things like like you say connie disappears for for hours and then magna we've not really seen much of jerry we've not seen a huge amount of yumiko we've not seen that much of either and uh you know although she is coming back in into the eugene storyline as well because we've still got that to deal with um princess uh as well you know so that i don't know i mean i think they're balancing it sort of as well as they could and it it is you know people want to see daryl they want to see carol they want to see they want to see maggie i guess um so yeah yeah Yeah. i want to speaking of characters and like who's getting screen time and who isn't I mentioned the last, I, th- I think, not the last episode, but the, the the one way, you know, with the one where Judith ran off and then uh, she ended up at the church and then um, Daryl spoke to RJ. 
and I said about okay if if you like if you don't give RJ anything to do which they probably won't in these last three episodes what would have been the point of the character um I've got kind of a a second question to that which is if you'd never put RJ in the series um what would it have made obviously you've got you've got like the scene with Daryl where he says oh where is Judith and like, I can't tell because he doesn't actually tell her it doesn't actually tell him anything he just says oh I can't tell you she's she's got off and that that's all he says if you literally pluck him out of the show in the scenes that he's been in which isn't many scenes but it, it's still some would it have made would it would it have made a difference because I, I I don't think I I can't think of any um yeah cause I, was just, I was just thinking about the Negan gun scene but that was actually Herschel that pointed the gun at him that was a different character um yeah, it's uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm both disappointed and kind of surprised that okay, well, if if you're not gonna do anything with this character, why did you put him in it? And you've decided to put him in it. Why haven't you? It's kind of a two sided thing of like okay, you've decided to put him in there, in there. We're three episodes from the end. You haven't done anything with him. Why haven't you? And if you're not going to, why did you put him in it? Um, because I just kind of think that the 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 biological child of Rick and Michonne, should have been a bit more involved um it's not like he's new either it's not like he's just joined the series he's been there wasn't he introduced after that first time jump um because he was introduced with the grown-up well not not in the same scene but like in the same time period um that was season nine so i don't don't know what what do you think of what they've done with with rj and, and and that sort of stuff I, it does sort of feel like they introduced it as a way of cementing that relationship between the pair of them together and as part of that time skip. And then, yeah, they haven't really done a huge amount with him at that point. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as concerned that they haven't really done any more with him at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I sort of get why they put him in there. Um, but and if you know they come they're still going on this in like five years ten years time or whatever it does give you a useful character to be able to pull back out and uh, as a legacy character as mm. well so I, I think they're possibly there's potential for them playing a long game with that right right and the reason he stands out so much in that regard is because I don't think there's another character on this show who's named got got an actual name and has had nothing happen with them <laughs> at all yeah because uh, even with it like okay gracie's not had the biggest development but she's had scenes with judith she's like fault walkers with judith um herschel's had plenty of dialogue he's you know had that intense scene where he's pointing the gun at negan judith's had a whole bunch of development um so and like char- characters like Jerry's child and obviously Coco with with Rosie, they're like they're actual, they're actual babies. You can't you don't do anything with those characters. Um, that that is like when you, you know, when you had the younger version of Judith in in the early in like season three and Daryl saying little ass kicker and whatever. Obviously, I don't expect any development from that age of a character. But uh, um, by the way, I want him to. Has he said little ass kicker to Judith ever since she grew up? Because that was kind of a cool little... That was like an Uncle Daryl sort of thing, wasn't it? The whole little, little ass kicker. Because um, I think when Judith was born at the prison and we lost Laurie, he he, he gave her like that nickname, I think. Um, 
He's got to yeah. say that. He's got to say that one more time before the show ends, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but to answer the actual question here, um, I, I do think they kind of are, and they are kind of leaving certain characters to not get development. But it's like you said, and I I like I do like how. Because AMC is going to want this to last as long as possible, this this franchise. And as long, I suppose, as long as you are keeping some of these char- underdeveloped characters alive, you can still do things with them. So you've at least got that, which is which is good. So um, anyway, that's what we got for you this week. We've got three episodes left. We're almost at the penultimate episode. So uh, we'll see uh, how things play out. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, May Night podcast. Take a look at all of that. There's another United game tomorrow. Other reviews going out, all that sort of thing. So have a look out for that. Uh, if you want to help support us in other ways, you can also tell other people about what we do and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, Geektown Radio posts on Tuesday, so yesterday. Uh, David, what's happening over there? Well, uh, yesterday's was actually a special edition of Geek Town Radio because I was down at MCM Comic Con all weekend, so I am buried under a mountain of editing right now. Uh, there are interviews going up on the YouTube channel on uh, youtube.com forward slash geektown, which has uh, a whole bunch of uh, clips from the Michael Sheen panel, which was hilarious. Uh, there's some really fun jokes about David Tennant in there. There's uh, <laughs> the Sandman panels, which I'm editing at the moment, so they're going up fairly soon. Uh, there is also a Smallville panel as well, which will be going up. There'll be clips from that going up. There were longer press interviews for a few different things as well. There was one for a new show, which is, well, it's a film actually, which is coming to uh, UK TV's Dave channel called we are not alone from lawrence rickard and ben wilbond who are two of the team behind ghosts and yonderland and horrible histories and all that sort of stuff which is about aliens invading earth and they're not entirely sure not entirely sort of understanding what to do with it now they're sort of it's it's kind of a sort of political satire wrapped up in an alien invasion thing it mm. looks hilarious uh and um that's got a really interesting cast and it looks really good fun. So there's that coming up and there's a longer interview which went out on the podcast for that as well. And that's also up on the YouTube channel. Uh, there was a, There's a thing going up with Colin Salmon about a new movie called Pray for the Devil. Um, so there's a whole bunch of things which are from MCM which are going up and there'll be a roundup post going up later this week as well of all that sort of stuff so uh, yeah there's there's lots of things from MCM there has also been the regular updates on uh, air dates for things there's air dates for Coroner, Young Rock uh, Severance has got a bunch of casting news also story about The Witcher obviously on there when that got announced um, some uh, trailer for jack ryan um there's a whole bunch of other things as well so uh, go and check all that out on geektown.co.uk and geektown radio like i say out yesterday and is up on your favorite podcast platforms as well excellent go and check that out over there uh, for other people you can find bex over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s for all of her streams video games chats retro streams all that sort of stuff uh, you can find me on Twitch as well, Talk UK, for my different video game streams. And if you miss any of those or you want to see the game clips, there's still loads of them to put up. Um, some, some COD clips and some other stuff as well. Uh, you can find those on YouTube, uh, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.